0: Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions, and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices, because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last week, we spoke about private equity, the last for a while in our series of discussions about the alternative investment asset class. Today, we're going to discuss investment strategy in general, and along with quotes from some of our favorite portfolio managers, sharing what Lori and I feel are a few of the most important rules and lessons we've learned when managing money over the years.
1: As we've said, we always think it's important to begin at the beginning. And today, we're doing so by discussing some core concepts and philosophies that have stood the test of time. We feel one must first accept that the stock and bond markets have become dominated by institutions through their use of electronic trading and a flow of information that's nearly instantaneous due to 24-7 access to markets. It's critical for individuals, therefore... To adhere to certain principles that will help them stay on track day after day so that over time they have the chance to compete and achieve their goals. These are a few of mine. First, Peter Lynch, who after a successful career running the Fidelity Magellan Fund through 1990 wrote One Up on Wall Street and said, invest in what you know, that is in the products and services you use and buy yourself whether it's using a Kleenex or taking an Uber or Googling for information. In general, it's important for people to invest only in things they understand. So on the one hand, they won't get shaken out by market fluctuations, and on the other, to effectively stay on top of changing trends and their competitors. Benjamin Graham is known as the father of value investing, and in his book, the intelligent investor wrote a timeless calculation to valuing a stock like one would value a business. As a value investor, he suggests we only invest when the price is less than or equal to replacement value, which includes things like inventory, equipment, patents, and copyrights, and branding. Just like I mentioned, when a company's product is so popular, it creates a new category or itself becomes a verb. Finally, there is Burton Malkiel, and while probably not a household name, he wrote, a random walk down Wall Street, and for his work in economics, won a Nobel Prize. He believes that all available or known information is already priced into the market, and that if a stock or bond is overvalued, someone will sell it, and vice versa, and that trying to beat the market is therefore a fool's errand. And in no small part, it was a result of the work he did that created index funds and ETFs to passively track sectors and markets.
0: In 2013, I wrote an article called Wiley, where I spoke about a world of rates held artificially low by the world's central banks. A quote, overvalued S&P, trading at 23 times trailing earnings. But how, in a zero interest rate world, There was no alternative. It's funny how much that sounds like our world today and why it's important once again to remember the teachings of people like Ben Graham because valuation does ultimately matter and the higher a stock or a market goes, if it happens too quickly, the greater the risk when something goes wrong. But unlike you, I'm not so sure I agree with Malkiel philosophically that at any given point, everything known is reflected in the price of a stock. I think people... Are driven by bias and that they often base many of their decisions on false assumptions. I believe that, as we say in our introduction, where you sit really does depend on where you stand and that people's perspective is always colored by or altered based on their point of view and therefore that we often don't see things right in front of us, like the drawing of the woman in our logo, where some people see a young woman and others an older one. Yes, we should remember things like, don't fight the Fed. To accept that, when the world's central bankers all decide to use all their tools to artificially hold interest rates down and to flood the market with money, it's probably going to work, at least for a while, to increase business investment or help stabilize the falling market. Conversely, once they ultimately do raise interest rates or drain the money supply to cool down the economy... That, too, will most likely work and result in a decline in stock prices. So, as Paul Tudor Jones said, never play macho with the market. That is, to be long when the market's going down and short when it's going up.
1: Exactly. Exactly. We saw a large coordinated effort during the 2009 and 10 bank bailouts and more recently a global coordination to ease the unemployment caused by the sudden lockdowns due to the pandemic. There are times like today when from a fundamental or classic value-based approach to investing, things may seem overvalued and we would argue to raise cash in client portfolios or sit on the sidelines and become more defensive in our choices. But taxes are a real consequence and a consideration as well. And once we do sell, we must remember we then have as much as 25 or 30% less to reinvest because of those taxes, and that whenever we reallocate the money, we'll first need to make up the difference just to break even. So the question is, how do we as fiduciaries and portfolio managers reconcile this apparent dichotomy. For one thing, we know that in seven or eight years out of any ten-year period, the stock market will most likely rise. As demographics, innovation, and in emerging markets, due to their growing middle class, there will continue to be increased consumption and production of goods and services. But the answer we feel comes down first to discipline, second to a certain degree of balance, and third to knowing your own strengths and weaknesses. And to remember, there are always all kinds of strategies to choose from along with a multitude of asset classes. So one should always have at least some exposure to a diverse enough portfolio of investments to protect from downturns because these trends can change quickly. And while in hindsight, things may seem obvious in the moment, you don't always see the forest for the
0: trees. In other words, there's always something to invest in. And it's easier to make up missed opportunity than lost capital. There's always another train coming along if you're patient enough to wait for it. Also, while I do believe in a greater degree of concentration, being overly so has its risks and subjects a portfolio to bigger swings. And it leaves one open to Mark Twain's warning, it's not what you don't know that will get you into trouble. It's what you know for certain that just ain't true. When we become so convinced we're right and that everyone else is wrong, remember that the market never tires of teaching us humility, and sometimes, let me tell you, it feels pretty personal, as if it's out to get you. So, as Ira Harris said, be quick to admit when you're wrong, and always be willing to change your mind when new information emerges. Sometimes you may have just made that decision or believed in something to the very core of your being That's how fast the world is changing, but you need to change with it. And as Alexandra Labenthal said, when things do start to go against you, your first loss is your best loss. What kills most portfolios isn't having losers. It's keeping them. We've all held on to losers because we're sure that ultimately we'll be right, when in fact we're just afraid of being wrong. That's when we start to bargain with the market, when we say to ourselves, if the stock just gets back to where we bought it, then we'd sell. That's when we're doomed.
1: I love that saying about your first loss being your best, but it can also be a warning about the dangers of herd mentality, how when we see sudden drops in the market, it often scares people into selling some of their best ideas due to some perceived crisis and later wondering why they didn't buy more. Don't forget to cut your losses and let your winners run or buy low, sell high. But we always need to be reevaluating and making sure that everything we own still fits with our strategy and goals. And we always say it's not about being right or wrong, but understanding market psychology. We can learn where to find pockets of opportunity that are often created by those moments of volatility. And remember to always pay yourself first by saving and investing for the long term. As Albert Einstein said, Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. So once you have invested, do whatever you can to stay invested.
0: If you have any questions, please reach out to either Lori or me. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with friends and family so they can enjoy it too. And we hope you'll join us next week when we'll be discussing the ABCs of financial planning. This is Barnaby Levin and Lori Cammie for the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. K Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC and advisory services through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not. And offer to buy or sell securities no investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable past performance is not indicative of current or future performance And any investment opportunity to reference may not be suitable for all investors all data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable and any opinions news research analysis prices or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary it does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data, or for statements or errors contained in or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.